We'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. Awards! Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Two fancy for that. Welcome to episode number 15 of the Take with Willie Mason. Mm, 15. Hello. Hey, Will. what's going on? Well, I'm just here with you yeah. doing a podcast. <laughs> I can't believe you won that multi, bro. That I'm was good. fucking awesome. I'm excellent. You made my weekend. Even though I had the worst weekend ever, two out of eight, and uh, but you win 400 for our, for our club that we're going to give money to. So people, if you are listening and you are in a rugby league club, hopefully out in the country somewhere. Just send videos into The Take with Willie Mason or on Twitter, find our website, whatever it is, um, and just, just send, in a, send in a video and just say, look, this is why we need this X, Y, and Z because we're going to make a shitload of fucking money. We'll probably build you a league club. We're unreal. We're yeah. good at betting. I'll tell you who's extremely happy with my tips. Who's that? Romania. <laughs> Do you know why Romania happy? Because well, we've hit up? the top 50 in top Romania 50. in Spotify. Oh, my God. I feel like there's something wrong with Spotify. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Romania. Ecuador, P- Panama, Romania. All these really dodgy countries, man. I understand. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't understand. I'll tell you what's dodgy. Yeah, what's up? What about this segue? St. George Illawarra. <laughs> Big time. The coach of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Yeah. And I, I must say. I love Mary. It, That's, I, I, <laughs> it, did you see him front up the other night? He got absolutely hammered. Mm. He went on Fox. He didn't have to. He went on Fox and they just went into him about how oh, you expect I to be sacked. Like it's his fault. I was like, he was sitting there going, I don't know. Oh, it's not man. up to me. I get it. I get it. I mean, but I just, as I keep echoing on this show, it's like NFL, your coach is pretty much half responsible. They draw up plays for you. They, they, they do everything for you. It's right there. You need to make that right play. Rugby league is continuous, man. It's all the time. We've got to, you've got to rely on individual billions. You've got to rely on people just being up for the game all the time. And that's probably where the coach comes in. Maybe these guys aren't motivated enough. Well, here's a question for you. Were you ever at a club where the coach was on the chopping block? Because what I've noticed is as soon as a coach starts getting under pressure, there's no pressure on the players. No. no one's talking about the fact that this player's mm. underperforming. Everyone's going, oh, Paul McGregor can't coach. Yeah, I think it's like, – you sublim- take the foot off the subliminal, pedal? Subliminally, you think, just say, if just say if you're St. George right now, just say Tyson Frizzell right now, already signed, signed with Newcastle for two or three years, which would be great, so. great sign. Yeah, and a really good call. Obviously, he, he has played, I think, over 150 games for St. George at the moment. Um, if, and to look at that squad and to go, nah – I'm cool. I'm going. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, there must there must be something wrong. There's got to be something wrong because he's a stand up dude, and he he's all about he's all about St George Illawarra his whole life. And then for him to just get up and go, all right, I'm going to go to Newcastle. Something's wrong with with the club, and it's not just the coach. It usually happens from the board. Yeah, from the board, the CEO, general managers, and stuff like that happens from the top. If he's not getting, he's obviously. In negotiations, someone sort of pissed him off, and he's, I think, he's top four back rower in the whole world. And uh, something's happened. So, guys, I, I look at signs like that. I look at uh, a couple other things, and you know, just, but mainly people signing somewhere else. I think that young kid, uh, Saab, he just signed a two or out. three year deal. He's 18, 19, going to be a superstar. Wants out. He could be just throwing but the toys I'm into not the sure. pram because he's not but, getting but, paid. No, because he's not getting played. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He wants out. He's not just. He's not. He hasn't got that sort of caliber, or sort of. Um, he hasn't got that sort of thing to go to another club and go. All right, straight to first grade. Me, put me in, please. Titans. He's got nothing. Maybe, maybe the Titans. Everyone can go to the Titans. But I mean, hey, the Titans won. Won't be this. Oh, week. why the Titans? That was just ruined my entire weekend. The Titans mm. winning. Sadly, with rugby league back and everybody excited about the game and the new rules, there's been. A controversy mm. in that Channel 9's uh, sports presenter and, and 2GB uh, radio host, Erin Molan, has been – well, she was accused of racism. She's now come out and denied the context of how it was said. The context itself, I think, in this particular case is fairly irrelevant. So 
what you've got is you've got someone who made a mistake and there's no question that people make mistakes and I don't want to hang anyone for making yeah. mistakes. I've made plenty. But to not apologise unreservedly, to come out with an apology that tries to essentially bring your own take on what was said, I think it's a bit rough. I know you are a very proud Polynesian man and you have faced – uh, casual racism throughout your whole life, despite the fact you're six foot six and your name's Willie Mason. You actually yeah. are a Tongan and a proud one. How did this make you feel? Yeah, well said, Ian. It's um, I was dumb. I was dumbfounded by it. I, I just didn't understand it. I mean, the whole thing, like when you you uh, we've seen her apology or whatever, if you call that an apology. It just wasn't. It just wasn't sincere enough, and it just wasn't. It wasn't about. It, it was her. It was just about the context of everything. What you just said. It's not about what her, what she actually said. She actually took. You know the names like hooker, looker, fooker, fooker. She said that. Like yeah. you actually said that. Apologize for that. That is casual racism. And at a, in the last week or ten days, it's been, the craziest shit, I've ever seen in my in my lifetime. What's going on with uh, with Black Lives Matters and what's happening in this whole world at the moment? And for you to sit, for her to sit in this ivory tower that which where she lives, and just think that this is just going to slide, it's it's terrible, man. And I'm I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed even. I I know Erin, and she's a nice. She's first of all, she's a she's a she's a mother. She's a woman. She's in she's in sports in. Um, in Australia and in in the face of like the uh, of Channel Nine and all these positive things, she's a role model to a lot of these kids that look up to her. They want to be presenters for the for for Channel Nine. She, they want to do all these things that Erin's done, and she had the opportunity. This is what this is what got me. Is like she had the opportunity to sit there on on the Sunday uh, on the Sunday Footy Show, if they still call it that. And just say, look, if if my she should say, if my attention's come, if I said that it was an in-house joke, whatever. Even though she said it wasn't an in-house joke because it got took it, taken out of context. Daily Mail, geez, they never take anyone out of the context, <laughs> do they? But like she she had ample opportunity and she had the best platform to say, look, if I disrespected any of the Polynesian community, I'm sorry. Done. Thank yeah. you, Erin. Ended it all. I'm sorry. Every one of us. I was even watching the fucking footy show to, to see that. Yeah, I was actually watching it, and she didn't say it. I was like, "Wow!" So I'm getting inundated with like DMs going, "What you got to say something? You got to say something? What the hell is she doing?" I mean, this is this is how the Polynesian community works. There will be a couple of us that have the balls to say some stuff, who or who have a platform. I can see uh, like John Hopawati. He's very emotional about this stuff because it's not about it's not the names on our the names that we. Our forefathers have left us. Like my my mum's name is Fanukitao. She's from she's from Fungamisi uh, in Vavau. Like I know all about that sort of stuff, man. I was born up in I was brought up in Australia, born in New Zealand. I know exactly where I'm from. I said, you're, I mean, your average Australian person don't even know where the fuck they're from. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like there's heritage and shit, and that means a lot to us. It's and it's disheartening to see a person in a powerful position get in another position. She's already fucked up. Get in and get in the, get another opportunity to say sorry and still not say it what it what why why do you do that yeah and i and i think the one of the things that i guess polynesians in my experience and i've got a lot of polynesian mates obviously through football but they're there's a huge respect for elders they don't like to yeah. speak up they don't like to um to say things and and if they feel as though they're being disrespectful to people around them. Now, to see Marty Tapao and to see Adam yeah. Fanua Bloke, people actually speaking up and saying, this has upset me, this has hurt me, this is this yeah. is not what we want. The fact that people are now being able to say that, that's a terrific thing, but I feel like she's misread the room to not just come out, to, to be talking about defamation and all this, you know. She doesn't she obviously is lost in her own ego and thinks she's bigger than than this whole this whole problem. Yeah. Which is racism and casual racism. Like she thinks that she's she's no part of it. I didn't say uh 
it was uh, part of the in-house joke. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if it's an in-house joke. You said what you said. Yeah, be accountable. All it is is accountability. I've made mistakes in my life. I've always been accountable. I'll stand up and say, "Look, yep, yeah, I did that. I did that. I'm done." Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you either forgive me or you don't, and let and you just keep on pushing on with life. She had that opportunity. Not many people get a second opportunity. I'm not sure. Like. I'm not sure what her mindset is, but it's so disappointing as a as a as a as a Polynesian brother. And like I talk from myself and for all the Polynesian boys throughout whoever's ever played NRL or any sort of any sort of sports. Like I speak for all of them. Like it's so disappointing, and it's like in this right at this time in in humanity, like where we're living right now in this coronavirus and there's there's riots going on in the States and there's protests going through Paris and London, the Sydney, you're packing the whole streets, Black Lives Matter, Aboriginals being, you know, over 400 people being arrested in and because they're getting killed, in, killed in like in custody for the last 20 or 30 years. Americans, black uh, African-Americans being oppressed for 400 years, like protests throughout all of America, through London, Paris, the whole streets, millions and millions, the biggest protest in humanity, and you decide not to not to say sorry. Yeah. Or you have to say fucking sorry. Just say sorry. Yeah. Everything will be fixed. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's all you had. You had that you knew what you said. You said you mocked our culture, you mocked our name, and you still didn't say sorry. It's interesting the difference between Matthew Johns, you know, whether it was Matty Johns or whether it was the show or whatever, they 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 got caught for putting a, you know, in the cardboard cutouts, they put an Adolf Hitler thing and, and Matthew Johns apologised himself. He went on his own show and he apologised. Yes. He Because he's a, a fucking man. He contacted, you know, leaders of the Jewish community to, yes, to and try he, and, and he had to, and I, I know that, he had to go and face 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 all the all the leaders in the Jew, Jewish community and cop whatever they said. And because yeah. he said sorry, they forgave him. Yeah. A genuine apology. you got to deal with it. And you got to own it and go. Okay, well, you know what? The Jewish community they they deserve that apology. And you know what? If you stuff up on air, and you know that you've you know you've said the wrong thing, just say sorry, and everything will be fine. Yeah. Because you didn't say it. It's this shit's going to go on forever. The Polynesian guys, they'll cancel her. We, 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 I mean, I know, I know the boys. They're so disappointed, and even the older boys like Nigel Vungan and Ruben Wiki and all these dudes, man, they they don't even want to put that shit out there because they get so angry. Yeah, it's not because they don't have they won't know how won't know how to like articulate their words or anything like because it'll come across like like how Hopper is. Mm. You know what I mean? How Hopper's is just it's bleeding from the heart. These guys, if you don't know what it means to be Polynesian, watch the World Cup in two thousand seventeen. Have a look at all the Polynesian brothers with their tattoos on their on their sleeves and their fucking grandfather's name, their names, you know, their 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 family names on their back. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how much it means to us. Like it's ridiculous. You can't jump on the back of Black Lives Matter and say how important it is for us to stand up to racism and not be offended by what has been said and what has happened since then with the lack of apology. So, you know, from from my perspective, I hope that we can all move on from this and people yeah. learn from it and it's realistically just, yeah. it's, it is, it's... It's just disappointing really because yeah. only because she had ample opportunity and she had the best platform to apologise because they, they knew, she knew what she said and she doesn't think she did anything wrong. That's, that is just poor from her. <laughs> I can count on one hand the things that I am better than you at. Yes, what? And it appears that rugby league tipping mm. is one of those things. And you're twice as good as me. Cause I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, two, I'm two from eight. It was a disappointing week. But uh, I think I think a lot of people people are. I mean, like, they didn't expect the Titans to win. I think the Bulldogs and uh, St. George was like – on the cusp, you didn't know who to go because they're both pretty ordinary at the same at the time now. The coach, uh, Parramatta and Manly was um, was quite even. I mean, I thought the Warriors were going to go on a run a little bit, but um, they come to a big halt because Penrith just give it to them. But yeah, I, I don't think anyone would have got eight from eight this week. No, I wouldn't think so. We certainly didn't. Yeah, we. Uh, it was we- disappointing. Obviously, do not follow what we are tipping if you're in a tipping contest. <laughs> yes. Although this week, I feel we are much better yeah. placed because I think, I think in the first two weeks, it's, it's a bit of a 
Like the first week, I reckon, as I said last week, I was like, "You do we want to see when um you know if when St George got beat, all these ordinary teams got beat by better sides." I was like, "Is that was that a, were they playing a good side? Was they playing a bad side?" And especially with Manly, we're like, "Okay, did Manly play a really ordinary bulldog side?" Do you know what I mean? Well, I think the Manly Seagulls are playing a very ordinary side this week. Yes, the Brisbane Broncos. Well, the Brisbane I'm Broncos. This is my whole point. They so the have third been round, sorry, but the third, so the third round is the one that we can, we should be. We're even. right on. We now. should be even. We're we sweet. should be even. Well, we'll both get eight from eight. <laughs> I think this yeah. week because we're geniuses. I think yes. Manly. They were unlucky last week against. Yeah. I mean, they didn't play better than Para, but they hung in there. And you know what you're going to get from that Manly mm. side. You know what you're going to get from the Broncos too, which is just. What, you thought, what did you think of the What did you think of the Broncos? Just looking at that young side. And just as a as a as a spectator, as a fan, just going, okay, well, is this other side that good? I felt sorry for the Broncos on the. the, ro- I think, the ro- were the Roosters red hot? Yeah, they were. Were the Broncos disgraceful? A bit it was of both. one of those nights, wasn't a it? A bit of both, and I think the Broncos won't be as bad as they were against the Roosters next week, but or this week, Manly will be exactly the same mm. as they were against Para, and that will be too good for the Broncos. Yeah, very consistent, Manly. Um, but they didn't. They didn't play well for about fifty or sixty minutes. They played good, obviously, for about twenty-five minutes, and um, they played well against the, the Eels the week before. But um, yeah, I don't know. The Broncos, they just look really bad. They look really, really bad. It was it was quite poor, and I, and obviously we, we said it before with with Gordon Tallis and all these guys are so disappointed, and I can't see them bouncing back. No, I don't see a bounce back. Well, we'll. We'll do our tips at the end, although clearly yeah. we're going to tip Manly. Uh, Warriors versus Cowboys. Cowboys were woeful last week. Mm. Warriors, they're everyone's favourite second team yeah. after the Roosters, and they were bad. They were bad. Yeah. I can't see. I think Tao Malolo, do they play him this week because they've got to play him because they're terrible without him? Would you surely risk they, him? Surely they, they don't look into the stats that much. The analytics of how many you – know, when he plays, you know, I think just say out of 40 games, like they'd win 30, 34 or something like that. Like he's it's, – it's a ridiculous stat. What he, when, he, when, he, when he's on the field, they win. So yeah, he's, got the, he's, got that, he's got that aura about him. When he steps on the field, you, when you're one of those younger players, you look up to Town Lola, he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. I reckon even now he's only 29 years old. So I don't know. It's – um. Have you ever had bone bruising? No, I haven't. But it, it varies. It varies. I mean, it just depends. You can't really, you can't tell on, especially big boys like him, like in, or even like a, even wingers. You go, wingers have been sitting out for like 12, 13, 14, 15 weeks. And then some other guy has the exact same injury. He's back in two weeks. It all depends on the individual. And he has a lot of weight to move and he moves good off both, off both feet. And if, I, if he was in any doubt, if you're a decent coach and you love him as a player, and you want to preserve him to be greater, you'd sit him out. A hundred percent. You would sit 100%. him out, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yeah. Would you sit him out? If I'd you, sit if him you're out. green, you'd be like, okay, well, we had a little bit of a mishap, but he's he's try and give try and empower the other the other forwards because even Colin Hess was out. He's he's been he's been um, a great player for the last couple of years there, and I reckon he would have really stood up. But um, it's they're just not playing that good of football, and I just wouldn't rush him in. Please don't rush him in, Paul Green. I bruised my bone once. Uh, now the Eels are playing against the Panthers, which is actually That's probably the best one. Surprisingly, a top of the table clash. I really like the Panthers this year. I, you know, I've I've been a big critic of the Panthers over the last few years, <laughs> and but this year I'm all on. And I think James Fisher Harris is probably the most. Jeez, under, he is the most. Underrated He's gone to another forward. level, oh, hasn't he? He made like two hundred two hundred and sixty meters. I think like thirty five tackles. Um, it he was something ridiculous, going. like 70, 75 minutes. He was a beast last yeah. week, man. Um, I'm just looking at their side now. I think they're probably one of the most balanced sides. You know, Uppy Coruscant is the most underrated great hooker in the game. Mm. People don't understand. He was in that premiership winning team. He nearly won that game. Premiership winning team in yeah. 2014. He come from nowhere. He's a seasoned vet and he's doing some things around the ruck that goes unnoticed from the if you're a, in if you're an amateur of the game. If you watch the game, if you know what your number nine should do, you'd understand how important he is. Um, and on the other hand, I look at that Reed Marnie and I'm like, damn. They're playing some good football too, like Campbell Gillard, Paulo, Sean Lane, Madison, Brown's back. 
which puts uh, and I always look at like I always look at the top seventeen, but I look at the eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty-first man. Like I look at Paramount. Look, Brad Takarungi can't make the side. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, even uh, with Penrith, you like Dylan Edwards, Jack Hetherington, who's been a beast for the last couple of weeks. Billy Burns, Mitch Kenny can't make the run, can't make that side. And you look at your bench plays like Zane Tedavano is a New Zealand rep. He can't make the run on side. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I always, I always look at things like that, like Kane Evans, uh, no, Isn't Nicole, he playing Nicore, well? Ray Stone, Penny Terrapo. They're all pretty much starting team. They're starting players in other teams. Mm. Like the Titans and pretty much like especially Zane. But you'd start. start you'd start for the Titans. <laughs> I think uh, I think that is definitely the match there. And I, it's good to see TikTok Cleary back too. I think he'll yeah, uh, he'll go I mean, all right. TikTok will go all right. I think I think they they've they've, they've picked um uh Lua, Lua instead of um our Burton. Burton, who absolutely killed it. There's I mean, a lot of Wade Graham yeah. about Burton, don't you reckon? No, no. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think he could play lock. He could play five eighties. You know, he's a big kid. He's a big kid. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's a waste of a of a bench spot. With yeah, with with a kid who can only pretty much play maybe half and five eight. He can't play hooker. He can't play lock. You don't reckon he play lock? It's big. Maybe. Yeah, I I think so. But like most, most. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not that. I just think he's a starter, and I I think they'll give if they lose this game. He'll start the week after. Well, they might they might even flip it and start Burton and have Luai on the bench and he can play nine mm. and take Coruscant off. And that's what I think. It'll be giving Coruscant a rest because who's, who is giving him a rest? Well, no, no one, one at this stage. Uh, Martin. All right. So the Titans, speaking of the Titans, they're playing against the Rabbits. Surely South win this. <laughs> How good was Latrell Mitchell last week? Oh, he's, uh, yeah, he silenced a lot. Of, well, I mean, he's not at his best yet, he's a but he's not far off. He's not, He's far, not far off. Right. I can tell. I messaged him the other week and I congratulated him on the game and I've, I've always stayed in contact with him. So he's always a good kid. He always writes back. And, um, yeah, he feels good, man. He feels good. He just need, he needs to be – he's going to be the catalyst for that, of that team, for that team getting up. I mean, you got Cody Walker back. Robert's back. Yeah, I think, I think they can make a bit of a run here. They put Cameron Murray back to lock. Yeah. Thank God. How do you feel about Wayne Bennett moving Cameron Murray, William? I'm not sure if it was Wayne Bennett's call. But um, <laughs> I think someone else uh, maybe come over the top. Anyway, Jaden Sewer. Jaden Sewer was a fucking animal last week. Yeah. He was an animal. And I just think having Cameron Murray at lock where he has the he has the opportunity to play both sides of the field. He doesn't get stuck onto an edge. You can't put that kid on an edge. You've got to put him in the middle because he's just a footballer. Um, I just think it's going to change the whole dynamics of their their whole team. You put Liam Knight back to back to the bench, and you still got Pachimago, uh, Tom Amone, Bailey Sirinan. You still got a good bench. You got four forwards. He always goes with four forwards. But put Ethan Lowe as your right side back row. Jaden Sui your left side. Thomas Burgess, Totola, Cook. Cook can't do any damage out of the game in the game at the moment unless they're going forward. That's how you. That's how you can just crush Cook. Yeah. Like if you're that if you're that opposition in the in the middle. And in and as a middle as a former middle player, be like, all right, to stop Newcastle from Danny Badiris running or um, Isaac, um, Isaac Luke in, in in those days, you had to stop their forward pack, and that's what they're doing with South at the moment. And that's up to to Tola and Thomas Burgess to get them on the front foot. Like they need to get on the front foot because it doesn't, it just doesn't, it just fucks Cook's game up. He, that's, I mean, they they did it in Origin last year when they won that game. Yeah, that. Was it the second game that Queensland won? Yeah. No, did they? Was it the first or second? Whatever. They evened it up and because they slowed that ruck down, they they hit hard, they put New South Wales on their back, Cook can't run. Mm. That's the only way to to um to limit his play. Otherwise he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get his runs and he's gonna do everything. But if he if he's on a slow play the ball, your hooker's not gonna run. Well, the bloke that he is threatening for the greatest hooker in the game is playing in the next game, which is the Knights versus the Storm. Now, mm. my highlight of last week was actually the way Newcastle Knights dismantled. Dismantled is a good word, dismantled. They absolutely dismantled. And I, I must say, the Knights are one of those sides. Like our good friend Cal, who's my pocket barrister. Mm. Hello, Cal. Uh, he, he has been – he grew up in Newcastle. He's a massive Knights fan. 
I've never seen him this excited. You know, he's a super successful bloke, and all of a sudden there is that vibe around the Knights that – They're the real deal. They are the real deal. Yeah. They're a I, genuine top four. I agree. I agree. Um, I look at that team and I'm like, wow, okay, the first game, who they, who'd they beat in the first game? They beat everyone. They've beaten everyone, Will. No, they had a draw Don't go to specifics. Week. They had a draw against Penrith. Yeah. Don't. Why are you going to be negative? <laughs> they shouldn't have, though, because they had Mitchell Pearce yeah, out, Connor yeah. Watson out. This is how important Caelan Ponger is then. Yeah. Last week, over 200 metres, and it was like uh, two try assists and two tries. Phenomenal. Like it, was, it was ridiculous. Phenomenal. And he, he was re- – and Bradman Best, you, you said last week. Oh. He's a freak. Kid's a freak. And apparently he's got a really good attitude. I've heard um, from a couple of boys up there. Um, David Clemmer, like over 200 metres. McCulloch, I said McCulloch would be dynamite, and people bagged it. And I'm like, please, you don't know your football. He's exactly what they need. He's just that clear head around the ruck, knows exactly where to go, knows exactly when to give it to Clemmer, knows exactly when to give it to Saifidi and all these guys. I think Guerrero was outstanding. Mattel T was outstanding. I mean, these guys have just stood up. I mean, it was um, – Mitchell Pierce has been unbelievable. But um, everyone else, like even Herman, SAS, Glasby, Saifidi coming off the bench, they've just been – they look the really good. And they, ba- they beat the shit out of Canberra. Just like they twisted. They, they, they beat the hell out of them. They weren't – they, they had every right to lose that game. They had every right to lose the week before. And um, it shows a lot of character. That, I think that game against Penrith really built some character. It did. And I think it's, it's showing dividends now. Yeah. Well, but I think, I think sure actually – back still. I'm not sure. Well, you're going to have to decide soon. I reckon that's a match of the round. The Tigers are playing against the Raiders, uh, both last start losers. The Raiders – interestingly, why has he dropped Benji Marshall? I mean, is it a – is it one of those things everyone can get dropped? Is it you no? Know? Benji Marshall is one of our greatest players. Let's not get this twisted. I'm like I didn't. I don't really want to go that crazy on it, but it pissed me off when I when I when I seen it. Like uh, I was thinking, okay, well, the first two games before this corona coronavirus, he was their best player. Last year, he was their best player. Yeah. Um, this year, so you give him two games, and then okay, one game they they still beat Cronulla. And then this game, they play pretty awful and they get beat. He didn't play disgraceful and then bang, you drop him. Yeah, it's odd. It makes me feel like it's fucking personal. Mm. It makes me feel like that, that, that he wants to – he wants, I mean, and it's not like you're putting him in with a superstar. I mean, Josh Reynolds, good. I'm not hating on Josh Reynolds. Good Solid on him football, for, yeah. Solid football, but not your starting 5'8 in yeah. the game at the moment. Not over Marshall. Do you know what I mean? Not over Benji. Benji has got has, – has, there's different levels in the game. And Benji's reached that level. He's 35 years old. He's a, he's a senior player in the game. He's going to go down as a Hall of Fame player. Like he's a, but he's, I'm not sure if Madge sees that as a negative in the club. Is he, he might, Madge might see that as Benji sort of has so much control over most of these young kids. Do you know what I mean? Has an influence over these young kids. Whether it, is, it, is it good? Is it bad? You know what I mean? I'm not sure what Madge has seen in this because you don't do this to a legend. You don't do this to him. He doesn't deserve to be dropped. Well, he's handled it with he has handled like dignity. He's he you know, a fucking great. great guy, Benji. But the thing is, he doesn't deserve this. You just don't do this. You did that. If I was, 30, if I was in his age and someone dropped me to Reggie, I'm fucking retiring. You know what I mean? I just, I just don't understand it. And I was just like, he doesn't deserve this. It's The way that he's handled it has, has kept people off the whole the fuck are you doing Madge yeah that sort of thing I'm like he doesn't deserve this this dude's a, a legend of the game he's one of those dudes at at, at the Tigers is going to go down as one of their greatest players of all time mm. and you do this to him he doesn't deserve this he doesn't deserve it I would be the first one to go alright Benji's been playing awful he deserves to get dropped he does not deserve to get dropped after one game unless it's a little bit of a power move Maybe Madge watched the Josh Reynolds special in 60 minutes and, I think, and, and sorry and all, for him. All credit to Josh Reynolds. He's been through the fucking wars at the moment with fucking idiots. I'll say that again. Anyway, Josh Reynolds, is it's, it's going to be great for him. He's been all over the, the papers for all, for all the wrong reasons, but it's good for him and his mental health to get out there and start for the six for the Tigers because I, I knew they were trying to make a move to, to, for him to get to the Bulldogs, but they couldn't make it happen. Um, but... Yeah, Benji Marshall doesn't deserve to play reserve grade. Well, the Dogs 
are playing against East, and they had look. They had a bounce last week. They played against the St George side that was beyond shit house. Mm. I think that East will. I don't know. Like East just win that game, don't they? All right, let's just talk about how good the Roosters were. I've never seen. I think. I think Victor Radley at the moment, and this is including Cameron Murray and Jake Chaboyevich, he is the best lock in the game. I love him. I think everything that he does. All these little things and everything that he's doing around the ruck is has changed the game. I think and it's and it's thanks to Jake Chaboyevich and Cameron Murray, I think he's in between both those guys. He hits like a truck. He's aggressive as hell. He's a, he's he's their little he's their emotional leader out there. He's that little dude a lock. He's picking on big boys. Mm. And you know what I mean? Like Hargraves and all the boys know Takayaho and all, all the boys know we've got this little pit bull in the back. We can just fucking set him loose. And he's been doing that. But he, the way that he's playing around the ruck and he's first, he's, um, first receiver, he's, he's hitting uh, Kiri. I mean, like it, it takes pressure off young Flanagan. You know what I mean? Like where Cooper Cronk was there last year, last couple of years, Cooper Cronk would steer the ship a little yeah. bit. Where... Flanagan can sort of just sit back a little bit and let our man Radley just like take over. And well, he's, he's doing he's doing some stuff, man. He's hitting blokes. He's passing like a five eight. He's got the football IQ as a, like a five eight. So the game he, he, that just showed me they 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 are way way ahead of the curve. Well, he's a good Bronny board rider too, Victor Radley, local Chloe boy. Yeah, he's uh, he's going very very well, and I love him to death. You should actually get him on the show. I can't. I don't have that sort of reach. You're the big dog. The Dragons against the Sharks. Now, if the Dragons cannot win this game, then... It's a local uh, derby. Yeah, but does anyone really Got care Fafita, about this Fafita's game? back. Chad Townsend's back. That's, there, there's some... Um, this game has the, high, players, it's got the some, high potential of stinking. Oh, man, I don't even know. I think I'll, I'll, I'll just... I'll, I just think uh, Cronulla with, with Fafita coming back, he's their sort of spiritual leader. And Chad Towns is very respected out there. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't know what to do now with St. George. They're so bad. They're so bad. They are so bad. Yeah. Like, I thought they would just smash the Bulldogs because I thought the Bulldogs were bad. They made the Bulldogs look good. <laughs> do you know they what I mean? They saved him. Like, they saved Dean Saved Lachlan Lewis's career. Yeah. They should go and get Dean Pace should go and get a Dragons jersey <laughs> and hang it up. Let's well, let's talk about leadership then yeah, in terms of Mary McGregor. Yeah. What about the Broncos? Yeah. Seabold's. There's something wrong with Seabold. I don't know. I just don't. I think I don't. I just don't think players get him. I don't think, and I don't think they really, really get along with him. He's just not that sort of coach where he's one of the the boys, and he's not one of the one of that the real hierarchy. You like a Wayne Bennett. Do you know what I mean? Like he hasn't got that. He's not. He's not neither here nor there. And I'm not sure. I mean, like he and most good assistant coaches, usually sometimes when they get that that top job, they turn into fuckwits. I've seen it happen. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, you know what? I look at I look at Wayne Bennett. He does press and everyone goes, "Oh, he's a grumpy." Yeah. You can see with Wayne Bennett, he's playing with people. Seabold just looks like a grumpy asshole. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He always like looks like he's forty four years old. I mean, he just can't get that team going. I get it. I mean, and the, they come down big time on him. Gordy, Kevy Walters, Steve Renoff doesn't really say jack shit. He come out saying it's the most – and the Pearl, you know, the Pearl, he's a fucking god. Whatever he says, and he's gone, it's the most disgraceful, you know, thing I've ever seen. I'm paraphrasing. Don't quote me, Pearl. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he was embarrassed about this and needs a change at the top, you know. And, and most players who have played the game know it needs a change at the top. When they say top, you're talking about general managers and CEOs and stuff. Because that's where that that's where it trickles down. But it is interesting though. Seabold had one like he had one season at South, mm. and he ran off the back of he had a god team. But he had a good side, and they were good. Saying. And they should have won. They should have got. And they, they should have got to the grand final. Five years. They signed him for five years. I do not understand. I just, that don't, decision. I just don't think that he as I'm not sure. Every, he might he might have fooled everyone with all the stuff that he was doing with South. He had all the bells and whistles and all this kind of stuff. And I just think I don't know with the. If the game's ready for this sort of this sort of person who's he's he's very uh, much on his analytics and all this kind of stuff, the game isn't like NFL. It's not as it's not as complicated as some coaches make it. 
You're still filthy, Des Hasler said Aiden Tolman was a better prop oh, than you. That's man. where the analytics comes from. No, I love analytics, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> but I mean, I get, the, I get the analytics, but it doesn't mean everything. Do you know what I mean? It's just like you've got to go by the eyeball test, you know. Um, I mean, I understand they've got some players out. You've got Tavito Pangai Jr. They had Alex Glenn out. They had David Feeder Jr. out, who is the boss. Doesn't had a lot of injuries, man. But they still, had their, they still had that back line. Yeah. And the defense that they had, it was embarrassing, man. Like, I mean, some of those young kids were just – way out of their depth you know and this you know i've seen a lot of baby broncos teams remember i always talk about the baby broncos because they come out and kick your ass this baby broncos team just stood back and they've lost that aura i understand because i understand guys like gordy and all that so filthy because those those dudes built that club and they're all scary to play against all the time the broncos seabold seabold sitting there going oh we're young we're young he got rid of it. He got rid of Maguire. He got rid of McCulloch. He got rid of all the old players. He got, so he's he, got his team. He's got his people, and he's got what he wanted. And that's why he's fully accountable for this whole thing. Would you I play think the players? Would you play for Anthony Seabold? I'm not sure. Depending on my, depending on where I was in my career, mid career, no way. If I knew that this this was a sort of person that he is, because I hear I hear a lot of stuff about, and my, you know my. You know, my ears on the ground when I hear a lot of shit about coaches and stuff. I ask questions to the right people and they give me the right answers. And I'm like, okay. And you don't have to really ask the real hard questions. You have to just say, easy, you know, X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? And they go, nah. And I'm like, okay. It's just, it's disappointing because he's got everything. He's got all the bells and whistles up there. They've got a whole new, whole new gym, whole new facilities and everything like that. Maybe, I mean, Gordy, I mean, speaking, speaking of Gordy and just listening to his, um, his comments, he's fucking disappointed, which is worse. You see those old dudes, man. Sorry, Gordy. I just really just hammering you. When you got nothing against Gordy. Gordy's won fucking three premierships up there, was the best back row, best forward in the world for years up there, and he's coming at you, and he'll probably punch the piss out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, man. I said, I mean, just get the, get the full team back on there. It's not, it's not under – 12s where you can just pass it to Payne Haas and he's going to score a 100-meter yeah. try. Give the kid a rest. Stop playing him 80 minutes, Seabold. Give him 70 minutes quality and he's, he's, only, he's only 20 years old. What are you doing? You're going to you burn this kid, mate. You know who the new Broncos are? The Knights. Maybe. Maybe. It's one and, town. And it's got – It's always that. I mean, know, it's, it's – The Nathan Tinkler days are done. You mm-hmm. know, they've got, they've got Adam O'Brien up there now who yeah. has obviously strengthened them up. So we'll talk about the Knights later, though. But I think uh, overall, if you're a coach, don't get a mortgage because you're going to get the ass within two years. <laughs> Mate, but you get paid out anyway. Yeah, Doesn't matter. True. Do you know what else is interesting? Yeah, <laughs> what? In fantastic news for your bank balance, they're mm. going to open up corporates again in Ooh. rugby league. Here we go. Back to the old corporate gigs <laughs> for Big through. Willie. Just sliding through. But what they're not doing – well, they're not not letting crowds in. It's just AFL. AFL is a membership base. Like all these clubs, there's nothing to Carlton's do in Melbourne. Carlton's got 90,000 members. Would you know, our producer shows that there is nothing to do in Melbourne. If you grow up in Melbourne, you are an extremely boring human being. You know what I mean, so, that Melbourne? That's Ian Byrne right there. Not no, me. PK. But <laughs> essentially, you've got two choices in Melbourne. You stay in your house. Drink piss. Or you go <laughs> and you watch AFL. So they've got a huge membership down there. Yeah. NRL, not so much. Not so they, much. Not so much. <laughs> but they, you know, th- they're saying, and Peter Volandis is saying, let's cater to the corporates. Let's mm. make sure that instead, if we're allowed to get crowds in there, we'll just have a situation where you've got corporates, you can make sure the sponsors are happy, yeah. and the machine of rugby league keeps yeah. turning over. And, and, and that's what it's all about. I mean, you, you have a look at uh, most crowds – I mean, I mean, not what it's mostly about, but I mean, the corporate, the corporates are a big part of the game because this is what brings a lot of money and bums on seats. Do you know? You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't mind sitting in the corporate sometimes, but I'd rather sit with fans. But like, just just slowly infiltrating into the into the um, into the crowds. You know what I mean? Like, just slowly, slowly, Villani's is pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. I mean, by I reckon, I'll give him another six games or seven games. There'll be like. Not packed because we just don't pack joints out. But there'll be <laughs> there'll be six thousand at ANZ again. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. like there'll be you can you can play your games at Homebush and what sit fifteen thousand in there. 
which was with some good um uh, you can social, social distance. distance. Yeah. You can social distance and have every game at home. You have one person every six single seats. game. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just seat, just seat them at home bush, or just a or at Suncorp. Play all the Brisbane. Play all the games at Suncorp. Even the Titans games. The Titans games looks like it's social distancing anyway when That's I played been there. Social distancing it's one of the for worst, 10 years. I mean, it's one of the best grounds to play at when they were going good late 2010, uh, 2000s. They were going good. They were making their final four playing there. They, they, they get 20,000, which was amazing. But yeah, I just, I mean, it's just part of the game. I think, I think, I think Volandis is doing such a good job. We just get the corporates in first. Some fans and just keep going week by week by week and just he's, keep breaking down saying, the song. He's just a fucking mover and getter. Man. He's, he's saying first of August. Movering. Did I say mover and getter? And getter. It's like it's, mover and new. shaker. It's, but some, it's, it's similar. It's similar. It's different. It's new. It's, it's a play on words. It's, it's <laughs> the vibe. I, the, everything Volandi says so far has come true. Yeah. So man. I think first of August, there's probably a strong chance that they're going to have the grounds. You know, I, I reckon honestly, this whole hoo ha about oh. You've got a protest. How come? The protest is a completely different mm. issue to crowds at a sporting event. What you're talking about is talking about a movement that is attempting to stop change racism, racism change, yeah. in institutionalised racism, and then you're trying to compare it with blokes going to a footy game. You know? Yeah, but people just understand. All people look at is crowds. They just think, why can why do you have thirty thousand people walking through Brisbane and Sydney streets? And why can't we just put thirty to forty thousand in a football stadium? That's that's the whole argument, and I don't I don't understand why you can't. But obviously these rules are rules. But uh, I think Volandi's going to keep on keeping on and just keep on pushing it and pushing it. And he's doing a great job. I re- I swear, like, I reckon ten ten games it, it'll be go. Sh- everyone go to the game. Everyone will be keen. And I reckon. I, I mean. There'll be an option to go to the game. The but we'll sit back right and now. we'll watch Super Sad Day. We'll still be at home. At yeah. home. But it's not the point. It's the actual, yeah, all right, I can go to the game. I want to go to the game. So I think people at this moment in time, they're like, oh, God, at least I can actually go to a game because there's so many restrictions on everybody. And so mentally, I think a lot of people will probably show up to the game. Do you know because the- they're sick of staying at home, doing nothing, getting told what to do from the government. The best thing about when social distancing ends is that we can move our microphones closer together. I feel like I'm very far away from you here with this. <laughs> I it's, know. My next I'm sick of social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> Every week we ask people to rate and review our show. Yep. A couple of weeks ago there was a bloke who reviewed our show. He was very positive about the show itself, but he said that our tipping stinks. Now, I would like him, if you're listening, pal, I'd like you to take it back. Do you know why? Yeah. Because we're winners, <laughs> we are winners. We are winners. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's not talking about our footy tips because we suck. Two from Don't, eight. Why you got to bring that up? I had to bring it up. You're getting on the front foot. No, it's awful. I was yeah, disappointed was all week. But when the, I mean, when the Titans win and the Dragons win, something's up. The Dragons. Everyone would have had a six, six from six from eight at least. You I know reckon. the Dragons didn't win. And you didn't tip them. You know what I mean. You'd, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Now one Dragons person lose. They're crap. They're terrible. Now, one person who is going to uh, be very proud of us, I think, Will. Who's that? Jared. Oh, I hope so. Let's ring him. Geez, we're taking some money off him. The Mm. other good thing that we need to discuss is the lack of success of the producer's tip. But I'll get into that because... How did he go? He lost. He lost. Let's ring Jared now. Headphones on. Guys, how are you? Jared, how are we? I'm very well, thank you, Ian. How are you guys? Good, mate. How are you? Great. <laughs> We're all well. This is good. This is going very well. Not awkward <laughs> at all. Well, Jared, yeah. let me tell you, this is a wonderful week, isn't it? For a number of reasons. <laughs> can yeah. you can you guess why I think it's a wonderful week? Uh, it, I, I reckon, uh, it, uh, further to the Roosters recording another enormous win last weekend, mm. I reckon it might have something to do with this multi that you uh, you finally got over the line last week. What do you mean finally? Hang on. Now, what I'm most <laughs> excited about, Jared, is that the producer's tip, bop on. <laughs> <laughs> and I, for- yeah. I forwarded that on to about five of my really good mates that actually know about punning, and I think they put it on. And so they're, yeah. they're pissed well, at the producer as well. So he's hopeless. There's going to be some backlash. He's hopeless. But it's thank like, you. Sorry. You go, mate. 
I was just going to say, it's always the way, though, isn't it? You finally get onto a heater and then tell all your mates about it and then just do not go close the next time. Luckily, was it, though. Was it that bad? <laughs> all right. It was about bad. as good as my tips, I reckon. No, your tips go okay. <laughs> Better than the producers. He's, he's now, he cannot no, my, rugby, my rugby league tips. <laughs> do you know what Will got last week, Jared? Well, I was actually going to ask you guys about that because last week you both chucked me under the bus for getting two in yeah. round three. How did you go last I got, week, I got, Will? I, you know, I got I got two. It was embarrassing. But I reckon anyone who anyone who um, is a Titans or Dragons supporter would be very happy. I mean, not happy if you're Dragons, but like, again, Titans, no one expected the Titans and no one expected the Bulldogs to win. I mean, I think that game no. on East, I mean, um, the long weekend was, I don't know. Not, not your best anyway. I didn't even watch it. Yeah, there was pl- there was plenty of that. I wasn't there. I mean, who would have guessed Cronulla would comfortably beat the cows up north? Yeah, there was a couple there that I thought, you know, I thought North Queensland would get them, and I was thinking they might lift because of Taumalolo's out. Wrong. I mean, they don't do anything without Taumalolo. I got that. We got that figured out now. Yeah, they struggle without him. Now, Jared, we uh, we won, as you said. How much did we put into the kitty? We put another four hundred dollars into the kitty thanks to your multi, Ian. Oh, Thank nice. you, Jared. Yeah, it's nice to be appreciated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually, I'm trying to think. Um, the whole weekend, he was just bloating the whole time. I didn't even know he put a four-legged multi on. I was like, "What? How does that even work?" And he won the whole thing. So, well done, Berner. Thanks, mate. I actually got a message from Huey O'Connell, who uh, is a fan of the show, who was saying good punning. So, thanks, Huey. <laughs> I appreciate the support, mate. I hope you got on. I uh, I'm going to follow up with a four. I was going to go a five leg five leg multi. Wow! But I'm going to yeah. go back. Okay, to the, uh, do you want me to go first? Because it's really quick. You go first. Yeah, because I like I yeah, actually like hearing your multis. Yeah, uh, mine's quite easy. But I'm going to back the Roosters against the Bulldogs, but only one to twelve, which I yep. think is paying three thirty. And I reckon Adam Adam Elliott has been killing it. So I'm going to put that into first time try score into Adam Elliott. I reckon he might get a late try. Um, and I think that'll be it. So what are you thinking, Adam Elliott? Adam Elliott. Time try scorer or yeah, first? yeah, no, 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 definitely not first. But um, <laughs> any any time, any time try scorer. Okay, seven dollars fifty for yeah. any time try scorer. Wow, hey, that's mm. a good bit of value. I think it's good. I think and, uh, I think he's been playing outstanding for the Bulldogs, and I think the Bulldogs last week they showed me that they can. I mean. It just depends how disgraceful St. George were, but at least, you know, the Bulldogs put on some good tries and defended really well, and I just think they'll get beaten by the Roosters, but I think that it might be one of those games because there's a bit of history there. Um, yeah. They might, they'll, they'll fight for the 80 minutes. For the record, yeah, right. Jared, I talked him out of Dylan Napper anytime try yeah, scorer. I said Dylan Napper because he's paying <laughs> 10 bucks and it was his old club, so if Napper gets a try I'm, and it's 1-12. to 12, I'm uh, in all sorts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, give this us, is give us, yeah, sorry. Mate, no, no, you're right. Sorry. Um, it, it's pretty hard for me to uh, – I'm always talking over the top of you, bloke, so I apologise for that. No, that's but, right. uh, look, uh, the Roosters 1-12 to 12 is also $3.30, and so with Adam Elliott, $7.50, we're looking at about 13 bucks here, which is outstanding. Yeah, and also um, the Roosters will win by 400 So anyway, but that's yeah. good. I <laughs> yeah. would like to – I'm going to go the four-leg multi again. I'm going to take Manly, the Cowboys, and Souths into yeah. – one of the best up-and-coming horses, I think, in Andermatt. And yeah. uh, Huey Bowman, who we had on the show, is going to be riding it, and I'm pretty confident that he will get up. So, uh, Jared, I'm obviously with my newfound status as the star tipper of the group. Uh, I would like to assume you're going to be positive about my tips. Yeah, look, I mean, why would we mess with a winning formula, And You went three uh, three league legs into a horse last week and we got off, so let's do it again. Um, seven of them out one at a time. This horse, Andermatt, that you were talking about there, I mean, he's only had the two career starts, but he gave his rivals Winburn when he debuted at Kembla Grange a few weeks ago. And then he absolutely flew home and only missed a handy one in Anders by just about half a length last time. I think fit at third up. He really does look a star in the making. The $3.20 is adding to this multi is serious value. Uh, otherwise, Manly are $1.20 favourites. The Cows are $1.45 and South are $1.25. So uh, $6.75 combined. Thanks very much. That'll do me. Uh, now, I'm sorry to have to do this to you, Jared, but the dribbler producer, he's got a tip too. Um, I don't particularly want to hear it, but unfortunately <laughs> we're contractually obliged. 
to listen to this jibber. So, mate, off you go. Okay. Well, apparently our producer is an AFL man. He actually told me that we're back to his forte this week. So given how well he's gone on the horses, yeah, he's I, can very imagine this multi, yeah, I can only imagine this multi is an absolute sure thing. Um, look, he's selected three margin bets. Hawthorne to beat Geelong 1-39. to GWS to beat North Melbourne 40-plus. And Essendon to beat the Swans 1-39. to Now, those three legs combined are offering no less than $22.18. Right. Well, I genuinely don't know anything about the things that you've just said then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not an AFL man either. How do you go with the AFL, Will? Not too bad. I've got a couple of people that... Um, that pun on it, like, ridiculously. But uh, I don't really know about the, the margins and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's a bit of a tricky game for me. Um, I mean, like, the ridiculous bet that he just put on then, it just really doesn't make no sense. But, mate, um, yeah. it's, a, it's a hard one to bet on for me. But I think if you know what you're talking about, it'd be, it would be quite easy to, to bet on because it's such a big difference between those top, top six teams and then, the, like, the bottom three. You know what I mean? Like, is it yeah. real? Like, when rugby league, it's like – I mean, you got the Titans and you got the Bulldogs and St George down the bottom, but they can still fight with anyone on their day. And I think in the AFL, like even that that worst team will play the number one side and still get flogged, even if their boys play their best. So that's 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 where I find it hard to gamble on um on the AFL. Can I, I don't really you, know yeah. the nuances of the game. I understand the game, I, like I love it and respect the game, but I just don't know those little intricacies like. The producer knows, apparently. I don't, know, I don't know anything about anything, and I still bet. Now, one thing that I will say in terms of AFL and Willie is that he is a dead ringer for Brendan Favola, and every time we're in Melbourne, <laughs> oh. people come flying up, going, oh, Brendan Favola. And he, I mean, he's, you know. He was a good sort. Yeah. He's a good sort. Jared, thank yeah. you. Uh, mate, I hope all goes well. I am hopeful that uh, Premier Palaszczuk will at some point let you out of your own state so that we can go to the races together. Yeah, what a joke. Yeah, yeah it's an absolute disaster. Although watching that Roosters-Broncos game last weekend, I'm sort of beginning to understand why oh. she doesn't want anyone coming into this. <laughs> yeah, mate, that was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, I, feel, I, feel, I feel for being – I've never been on the end of a flogging like that, but – I can imagine the players be feeling awful right now because of the obviously the backlash with the media and the you know your coaches, the fans, and and as a player you try and block that sort of stuff out, but you can't. It just gets in you, and hopefully they can bounce back. Well, Ned's has been a massive, massive supporter of ours, and and we really appreciate everything you and Ned's are doing for us, Jared. And mate, we are we're getting some money up for this club, and we really do appreciate everything that you do. If we win this Not week, we're gonna, we're going to build we're going to build a whole league club for him. Yeah, <laughs> we get this twenty by the end of this. Uh, by the by about round ten, I reckon I'll have a twenty league twenty league multi. There's a lot of multis coming at your. <laughs> no, very good. Very uh, thrilled to be involved, guys. And uh, he's hoping for another couple of big windfalls this weekend. Thanks, mate. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Cheers. See you, mate. All right, let's go through our tips then. Manly versus the Broncos. Oh fucking hell! Ah, uh, Manly. I'm going Manly. Warriors I'm versus manly. Cowboys. Um, Cowboys. I'm going Cowboys. Eels versus Panthers. This is the one that I'm stuck on. Don't be and stuck don't, And I can't even usually go, like, oh, it's at, it's at Banquest because there's no one there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Para. You're going to Para? Yeah. I'll go the Panthers. Ooh. Rabbits versus Titans. Rabbits. Anyone who picks the Titans there, they're kidding themselves. Knights versus Storm. Oh, this is this is the hardest one. I know there's a personal rivalry with the Knights and Storm, um, and I'm going to go the Knights. I know I know the Storm and the Knights they they hate each other. I remember when I was there, we we hated the Storm. A lot of a lot of clubs hate Everyone the Storm, hates but the storm. we had we had our we had our reasons. Um, yeah, I'm going to go the Knights. I'm going the Knights too. Love you, Cal. Tigers versus Raiders. Raiders. What do you think of the Raiders last week? Woeful. Outplayed? Woeful. I, I, look, do you know what? I think the Knights absolutely dominated them. Just played all over they them? They just played all over them. I think the Raiders have been reading the paper a bit. Yeah? I think so. I think I there was they, just I an I thought they created of, some options like George Williams and White and then Croker down that left edge. I think oh, I thought yeah. they had them shot. They just they just really didn't execute. I think they it was one of those execute. games where they, they had some ascendancy in, in times of the game, but they couldn't they couldn't they just couldn't get the line. They couldn't what about get to the Papali? line. I love him also. I love a lot of people. Love you. Tigers versus Raiders. You're going the Raiders? Yeah. yeah. Same. 
Dogs versus roosters, roosters. Yep. Dragons versus sharks. Half- ah, see, this kills me when there's just. I'm going to go Cronulla. I half pie don't care, to be honest. <laughs> but I'm going to go the sharks also. There we go. So yeah, anyone. It's probably one of those weeks where the fucking St. George show up. Is it? Maybe not. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. The people have spoken. Mm. You know what they've said? What's up? More origin tales, yeah, more damn. kangaroo tales, more stories of why you are one of the biggest disgraces <laughs> in the Shut history up. of rugby league. Go on then, Will. Um, all right. I'm not sure what year it is, uh, but we should, I'm pretty sure we had a big bonding night and the next day we had a big uh, – we had a golf day. Um, so at this time, a player just was recently seen with um, some sort of – B-list celebrity sort of person, all that kind of stuff, and um, it was it was quite funny. Anyway, so we had it. We had a, we had a gut full of piss the night before. The next day we had a golf day, and then so we're rolling around the carts, and most of us, we, you know, it was most it was sponsors and stuff, and people who know me, I don't play golf. I'm not that good at golf, and I just drive the drink cart around. Anyway, so I stop. I stop at uh, at one of the boys. I pull me over, get the drinks, and then we're sitting there talking shit about last night, all this kind of stuff, and then someone goes, "Yells four, bang," and then. Smack! It just smacks it. All I all I hear is no one even, and no one's even like sort of. We're just sort of looking around and like, what, what happened then? And then next minute, just just blood dripping down my mate's nose all the way off his chin. I was like, I think it hit you, bro. Like cause everyone was <laughs> everyone was so pissed. It's like. No, I think I think I think that was a four was for you because <laughs> he was flicking his golf club up and down and everything like that, like thinking he was cool as fuck. Bang! He goes, "Did I hit? Did I hit myself with the golf club?" I said, "No, I think I think a golf ball hit you in the head, bro." Hit him in the head. You know, he starts bleeding. Any anyway, we go back. Same the same person who we sort of took just not bullied, just took the piss out of him. He was pretty good to um. You know, to take he, he sort of took things really serious and took things to heart, and we knew that I I got his phone, and then you know how you used to swap the numbers and all that change sort of stuff. Numbers, change so the numbers, change the numbers. So he thought that I was this new bird that he was seeing the B list celebrity, the B list celebrity, yeah. And I was like, watch this shit, I'm gonna make and and he was a, he was a teammate of mine, so I knew that I could take the piss out of him and not you know there was no repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so we're sitting there and then I'm, I'm messaging all this shit like, yeah, I, I knew you were out last night with the team and who was that girl you were talking to and this and that. And he's like, I think it was, I think it was at the stage where <laughs> I think he was getting a little bit serious with her as well. So I would have hit him a little bit harder. I'm like, watch this. And I said, he will fucking start melting. <laughs> and I think it was his first origin game. So just to clarify, you are in the same room as this bloke. No, we're in a big like, – Looking after, at him. After, so after, after golf, you go in there and have it – like you sit at uh, sponsors' tables and all that sort of shit. So he's about four tables away from me and we're like, – we're, But you're looking at him. Oh, I know exactly what you he's doing. You can see. I know exactly <laughs> what he's doing. So um, I'm messaging and people people can see it and just all, a few of the boys and then – because he sort of had his back to us and he sort of couldn't see, so we're in a good angle. So if, we, if he could see us, he would go, all right, I know what's going on here. So it was sort of, you know, over his right shoulder. And every time he just kept looking at his phone, first time was just like, yeah, I know, I seen you last night. I seen you talking to that, that bird and this and that, all this sort of shit. And his heart just fucking melts. He's like, he's, he's just like side. Everyone's like pissing themselves laughing. And it was quite noisy as well. So doing like, uh, pres- I mean, um, all the auctions and all that sort of shit. And I, I can't believe you do this to me. All this kind of stuff. I just kept laying it on thick, laying it on, laying it on. He fucking was just like his body language. If you didn't know, was you thought that some someone had significantly had significant in his life has died. <laughs> he is tired. All that, and he's just like, oh my god, he's nearly in tears and everything like. That. And then like to swap numbers, I had to go and console him because he was so fucking, um, he was upset. so upset. And then told him he was like, he just he, he just gave me the biggest hug. I think it was like a, so you've terrorised him. And a, now, for, now I'm he's talking for, for for an hour or so. It wasn't like five minutes. It was a fucking hours. So it just kept him on the whole day. And you and it was like because I was with him that night. 
or near him, and I could just say, "Oh yeah, I remember like a bird coming up to us and talking and all this sort of stuff." So it was fucking real in his head, and he was still half pissed. He's emotional. It was a fucking best story. If anyone it was either a punch or a hug, if anyone sexed you from my phone, it's actually probably me. <laughs> Thank you to all our fans in Romania, Ecuador, Panama, Hong Kong, France, New Zealand and Australia. We are extremely popular, obviously, worldwide. Mr. Worldwide is what we are. We would really, really like it if you could get on to all of your favourite podcast channels, rate and review. Uh, Thank you to Fuck Anal for the review he gave us last week. Uh, We really appreciate it. Fuck anal rooster. Wow, okay. Yeah, he liked our chemistry. Mm. He said we had good chemistry. So Appreciate please get that. on there, re- review us, rate us. Yeah. Five stars only, please. Yeah. Uh, we really love what we're doing, and we really love being able to be here for you every week. Yes. And, and this and helps. if you're and going back to like um, our deal with Neds and and the young kids in a club, like direct messages. Start start getting those videos up. Otherwise, um, we'll be going to Vegas. We're going to Vegas. They'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL is Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 